This episode, we're discovering new mind-blowing games, revisiting some classic ones, and catching up on recent comic-based TV shows. Plus, we're dissecting the galactic catastrophe that is Tomorrow War. That's coming up on After Five. Welcome to the After Five Podcast, the perfect time for catching up on video games, music, movies, and TV after work. I'm Landon. And I'm Hans. Hans, it's been a minute. But it has. Uh, how have you been, man? I've been good. Just, uh, you know, uh, saturating myself in the, the media of uh, today's culture. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you guys so much for it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's awesome, man. Same here. I've just, uh, I've been... Uh, you know, neck deep in video game, a uh, video game backlog and uh, TV shows. And yeah, it's been great, man. Like, I feel like things have been uh, things haven't slowed down since the pandemic, you know, no, which I'm glad. No. Like, I'm glad there's still great TV shows because that's what's really important in this life. You know, <laughs> it it's is. just, just quality <laughs> entertainment, <laughs> being in a catatonic state on the couch um, <laughs> and just being a mindless consumer. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I guess like family and friends, whatever, like that stuff's cool yeah, too. They're but... there too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been catching up on my video game backlog and I know one game that you and I were both super excited about was Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And we both beat it. We did. Um, what did you think? Man, so that game was so good. I Agreed. I played a few of the other ones, and I, I forget which one it was, but it was like a four-player uh, Ratchet and Clank kind of co-op beat-em-up game. Oh, interesting. And um, I'd played that before, and it was good, but it was just kind of like, it felt like generic Mario kind of. Right. Um, and so I, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm, ex- I'm excited. And then you were like, you kind of were like, dude, you got to check out Ratchet yeah. and Clank. It's coming out soon. And yeah. so- the more just videos I saw on it, just everything on it just got me super stoked and super excited for it. And so when it came out, like, man, I wasn't ready for how good it was. Just like <laughs> the, the should have vid- been their slogan. Yeah. The you're not line. ready for this. <laughs> Prepare for your body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everything was like from just the graphics, you know, graphics, graphics uh, to the gameplay to um, I mean, even the humor hit a little bit better because I felt like yeah. the humor was off a little bit on some of the other games. Yeah. Um, and just everything hit. And I love the haptic, haptic feedback. It felt like oh, the man. first like PS5 game. Truly next gen experience. Yeah, yeah. The next gen experience. It, it just felt great. It felt like a, yeah. you were in a Pixar film. Dude, it's it's crazy because like I had just finished playing the previous Ratchet and Clank, which I guess was a reboot. I, I, did, I never oh, knew oh, that. Wow. But it was for the PS4 and they did all those like great PS5 upgrades, you know, with the the 60 frames per second and stuff. So I checked that out and really enjoyed it. I mean, it was free, you know, from from one of the PS Plus months. Yeah, it it was super fun. But I kind of played it in anticipation of this next one. There's actually like a meme I saw on Reddit. Somebody said like every Ratchet and Clank, they say it's like playing a Pixar movie, you know. Right. This one was truly I mean, it looked like a CG animated playable game, you know? Yeah, it was it just totally did. completely. Yeah. It was mind blowing. Yeah. Just, I, I was going to put it on the, uh, the well, performance mode. Um, oh, I was yeah. going to have it on that, but then I just had to do the full graphic oh, mode man. just cause the, uh, ray tracing just looked amazing on everything. everything. And, it was just um, so polished. It was actually fun 
like destroying crates. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause they blow up into like a thousand pieces and yeah. it just, it's something just so satisfying about just all the weapons they have and they yeah. have tons of weapons. Yeah. Too. It made me want to just keep playing and keep playing. Like I enjoyed it. Yeah, completely agree. It was, it was such a great game. I went back and hundred percent of it because I, I just, I didn't want to stop playing it. It was, yeah. it was so beautiful. All the worlds were so varied and like, populated and just well designed and yeah. gorgeous like i mean they looked amazing i do love how they made the uh the crocodiles the surfer bros they're like Bro. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny man that cracked me up every time and like you said like i fully didn't anticipate laughing as hard as i did uh, yeah. at, at some of the the moments in the game there's some good moments and also um i did like how they had the uh you know they played with the multiverse kind of a little bit how they opened yeah. up that and brought in like it was like female version of ratchet, ratchet a little bit yeah and clank in a way yeah which is funny because you know we're going to be talking about loki a little bit later you know yeah. and so <laughs> they kind of opened that a little bit there too so multisode um, yeah the multisode so it was <laughs> it was pretty cool i i did enjoy that um yeah i did beat it too and then i haven't 100 percented it yet but i did go back and play it over like the first couple levels over again oh, man um and it's just so fun just i like I wanted to level everything up and yeah, all definitely perks and do all that. So I'm, I'm thinking about a hundred percenting it pretty soon. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. It's not too bad either. Yeah. The trophy that I got stuck on was the, uh, you have to kill, I think 10 enemies with a certain gun and the, you have to upgrade the weapon to get it to the point where you can get the kills that the game is requiring. Right. But then you don't want to level it up too far because then you'll kill enemies with the wrong function of the gun right and so it was super tricky and i ended up like spending way more time than i wanted to on it just because i like i had to load up like uh my regular save because i hadn't upgraded the weapon it was it was way too complicated <laughs> but you did it though but i did it and i highly recommend uh doing it it's uh, very nice. rewarding literally and mentally <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of challenging though, uh, Demon Souls. Oh no! I finally. Why did I finally you do that? Embarked Why do you hate that? yourself? <laughs> do I need to call your therapist or something? Is is everything going okay at home? Or it's going so well that I need some negativity in my <laughs> okay. life. You know. Okay, that's good. You got, you got to bring it down a couple notches. Sometimes, right, you got to right? balance it out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it is as challenging as they say, if not more so. Man, I. Uh, I, I, I don't know what possessed me to get it. Uh, probably the demon soul, I, I would uh, suppose. <laughs> <laughs> AKA my friend, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was raving about it. And I mean, I've heard great things about it. And I know, I think coming off the heels of Ratchet and Clank, I was like, next gen is beautiful. And I kind of wanted yeah. to play another next, you know, game designed for the PlayStation 5. Right. And then... um I guess I was also like, oh, you know, Ratchet and Clank wasn't too bad. Let me just make my life a living hell. <laughs> yeah. So I picked it up and every time you die in a level, you start from the very beginning of that level. Oh, yeah. So there's multiple like things that you have to do along the way. And then on top of that, to add to the brutality, because, you know, people are asking to do that, I guess <laughs> you collect these like souls along the way. And as you like kill more enemies, you gain more souls. Every time you die, you lose the souls unless you can go back to that same spot and retrieve your souls. Okay. And so if you die before that happens, you lose them forever. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> so yeah, you can have like like when I first started playing, I think I had two thousand plus, and I'm sure some people listening are laughing at that, but <laughs> I had like what I thought was a lot, and I I died, and then I came back and tried to go to the same spot, died again, and so I lost two thousand souls, you know, and then I just have to start from the beginning. So after, I mean, at least you don't feel bad about like restarting the game if <laughs> if you. I mean, if you don't get past the first level, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just restart the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's uh, it's definitely brutal, man. Like to the point where I'm not sure if I'm enjoying it yet. <laughs> yeah, man. It, I think it takes a certain like kind of person who wants a challenge with those games. Yeah. A, uh, a masochist. <laughs> yeah. <a> masochist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, like, man, I like Resident Evil 8. I really liked that game. I enjoyed it, but. I don't know. For some reason, I, 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 I'm still at the point where I'm in the Heisenberg factory still, and I haven't gone back to it. I just don't know why it just, for me, it just kind of felt like, I don't know, like, it just kind of felt like I just really, I'm not like, I want to go back to that. It felt like, like kind of dreading doing it. Like, like a, like like a, a chore. chore that I didn't want to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun and it's good. But like, yeah, for me, it's like, I need, sometimes I just need like this quick done video game that I can just get through that's fun that like I, i'm having fun playing you know what i mean definitely i think games like demon souls are like investments of your time like literally yeah. that you you have to put time in to those and i know you and i are you know not to sound pretentious but we're both really busy yeah. you know and we're, we're both very important people uh, <laughs> we're, we're very busy we've got yes, multiple yes. projects in the fire and we have many books that smell of mahogany uh <laughs> many books yes <laughs> You know, tr- truthfully, I think you and I, like, we have so much going on and, and yeah. we have such a little time to devote to video games that it's like, you want just something that you can pick up and go and for sure for that sure. you can save frequently. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember in high school, man, I was like, I wouldn't buy a game if like I, if it was like a eight hour, if I could beat it in eight hours, I'm like, where's the value in that? Right. And now I'm like, oh, I can beat it in eight hours. That's great. I'll, I'll right. buy that. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to buy oh, like great a, value. 120 hours of like role-playing game or something like yeah. that. You know, I, I wanted like to squeeze every drop of it. And I'm like, I'm, for sure. I'm good for like eight hours. Yeah. You're like, if I get an RPG nowadays, I'll, you know, beat it next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what other games have you been playing? Um, So we, I've actually, so I bought my son a uh, Nintendo, uh, the the light Nintendo Switch lights. Yeah. And so he's been playing, replaying Animal Crossing. And then, so I've been kind of playing Animal Crossing with him. Nice, nice. Because they really got you in that first one is you couldn't play multiple uh, islands on the same, even the, the same disc or even the same system, I believe. So you'd have to buy another system. It was almost like two protected, like yeah. against cheating or something yeah i remember that too like you you couldn't back up your island or anything like if you lose it it's like gone yeah it's, it's funny he was so protective over his island because he wanted to do everything <laughs> about it that if i did a new game on even if i was on a different user account um it would i would be living on his island wow so that's the problem um and it's not because it's like before with the DSs, like at least you had, you know, two DSs and two systems and you could play. Yeah. Um, but with this, like he was like, I don't want you messing with my island. You're going to ruin it all, dad, because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ruin my life, dad. And Yeah. And you've you talked know. to your therapist about that. right? Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. <laughs> he just he's so concerned about me ruining his <laughs> island. And the therapist's like, what? Island? You have what an are island? you talking about, man? What? What? I told you to stop coming here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a therapist. This is an Arby's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get off the table, please. Stop laying on the table. 
Um, but yeah, we've so I've been playing that. Um, I started playing uh, Link's Awakening again. And that was a game that I had for the Game Boy Advance way back in the day. And I still have the cartridge. Yeah. So I, I and I'll, also there was the uh, the Zelda Game & Watch that's coming out in October that I pre-ordered um, that has Zelda 1, uh, Zelda 2, and Link's Awakening um, all on this oh, wow. little handheld thing. Oh, that's cool. For like 50 bucks. And I'm like, dude, sign me up. Um, <laughs> that's an amazing deal. Like, Take my money. Yeah, Link 2 is way too hard. Um, I probably won't play that, but Zelda, the first Zelda's classic. And I need to actually, I don't think I've played that more than like probably a couple hours. Oh, wow. Um, so I need to beat I need to beat the first Zelda because I feel like as a Zelda fan, like that's <laughs> kind of sacrilegious, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a rite of passage. You got to put your dues in. Technically, like I started on the Game Boy Advance and then I did the Super Nintendo version of Link. And then I kind of played all the other ones from there. Right, right. But uh, Link's Awakening... That is a good game. It's very like I'm surprised how in depth and long it is for being a Game Boy Advance game. That's impressive. It looks gorgeous. Like um, it, they have that kind of model blurring going on on the background. Oh yeah, they remade it really well. Like um, you get a lot of bang for your buck. If have you ever played that one? I have not played that one actually. I don't think I've played any Zelda games except for Breath of the really? Wild. Really? I think that was my first one. Yeah. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so I would highly recommend this. It's like the um. It's kind of like the, you know, it's got all the, the Zelda like dungeons and going to yeah. different parts of the town. And it's like that Metroidvania thing where you have to collect everything and then you unlock certain areas. But I mean, it holds up incredibly well. Like it's such a fun game. Awesome. So we've been playing that together. Uh, my son and I, he's been watching me and like, you know, hey, give me the controller. I'll beat this guy. You know, that <laughs> stuff. so it's fun. He's at that age where, you know, we can do that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. But yeah, and I also downloaded Far Cry 5. Um, I got it on a deal and yeah, it's okay. It's fun. Um, it's the 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 cult leader, the David Koresh kind of cult leader in it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. quoting scripture and it's it's oh, fine. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's okay. Like it's you could tell they put all the effort into the the main characters and then all the NPCs like look just so generic and so bland and all look the same. Yeah. It's it's weird. You and I were talking about Far Cry Six, and it, yeah, it, it seems like wh- whoever that team is just can't get like characters down, or they can't get like the look of it down. It no. just looks last gen for it, some it reason. It feels like um like a uh, Mass Effect almost. It looks kind of oh, like yeah. Mass Effect, <laughs> where it's kind of like stylized a little, but then it's right. Tr- they're trying to be realistic, and I'm like, I know there's yeah. better. There's, I mean, they're using an old engine or something because right. It just doesn't look good. It looks like 10 years old. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. That's a great way to describe it. Because, yeah, I, I agree. It's like that plastic people, yeah. look, you know, where everybody's yeah. like a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. And it's like, at least they could have just stylized it or gone for realistic or I don't know. Yeah. I, I sent you that picture of like, there's, I mean, it's an open world game and there's like this orchard that I was in. And it's funny because the trees were very, you know, detailed and they were apple trees. And then... <laughs> The apple is like a literal polygon. Yeah. <laughs> like you can see the edges. It looked like, I mean, it it was very basic. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Like, first of all, like just don't have an apple in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like studios like Naughty Dog or Rockstar, like they, where they excel is like attention to detail, you know? And like, you could yeah. like turn a corner and look on the sidewalk and see a flyer for some event that happens in the game or, you know, or something like totally, that. Totally, totally. And, and just re- like, it's just so detailed. Yeah. 
And then I feel like Ubisoft is the kind of developer that's like, nobody's going to look in the tree. <laughs> like, they're going to be too busy shooting guns. You yeah, know? they're going to have so much fun with their game. They won't even <laughs> notice this. Exactly. Come on, man. Naughty Dog is like, what if they look at the tree, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you know? them to read that flyer that's on that tree. Right, I exactly. want them to, to make sense. I want it to be a poem that will make them cry. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to have worms on that tree. You're right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you make yeah. a good point. <laughs> a little bit of moss, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, another game that's super detailed that, uh, man, I did not expect to fall in love with as much as I did is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and I've heard so many great things about it over the years, and I don't know why I just... It was one of those games I kept seeing like gameplay for screenshots or whatever. And, and, you know, I think they describe it as like a puzzle game. And I'm like, this, I don't want to play a puzzle game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I just decided to like go for it. Probably the the Hellblade probably possessed you, (laughs) I'm guessing. Probably the Demon Souls Hellblade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a theme going on. Do we need like an exorcism? I mean. I'm just going through a really dark part of my life right (laughs) now. Yes. With video games. With video games. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it is a phenomenal game so far, man. And, really? I, and I'm probably only about four hours in, if that. What? Uh, so it reminds me of Horizon a little bit. Is it kind of like that or no? Not at all. It's like God of War, actually. Really? It's so well done. Like, it's it's really creepy and like the tone is just really kind of mysterious and dark. Okay. It has like, there's, there's a lot of like mental illness themes in it. Like hmm. the main character kind of hears these voices and stuff. Yeah, but it's so well done. It, it's crazy. It's the first game I've ever played where they they openly tell you from the beginning of the game that they've consulted with mental health experts and people with mental health issues to inform the game. Like I've hmm. I've never seen that before in a game. Yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Like there's there's little there are puzzles in it, which, you know, are, are kind of tricky sometimes. Like you have to match up these runes with like shapes in the real world. Okay. So is it like medieval Tetris? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's it's so well executed, though, that you don't really think twice about it. It just works. Oh, nice. And the sound design is incredible. The graphics, like even as a PS4 game, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, there's even these really clever like mechanics that they added with the whole, you know, mental illness thing, which is like, you know, she hears these voices and sometimes the voices actually give you hints for like what to do. Oh, nice. So it's really cool. And on that note too, the HUD, like the interface is like non-existent. It's like so minimal. Oh, those are nice. Kind of like God of War did that too, right? Yeah, I think so. But this one doesn't even have, it has nothing. It has no health bar. It has no waypoints. It doesn't even tell you how to play the game. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, like That's it crazy. just throws you in and you just have to kind of figure it out as you go. Once you do, it's like just so rewarding. And man, I can't recommend this game enough uh, to, to people who haven't played it. I've been meaning to pick it up. So yeah, I think I happened to get it on sale. It's weird. It, it's not listed on the PlayStation 5 store. Oh, really? Um, I think because it's not compatible, like technically compatible or uh, optimized for the PlayStation 5. Okay. But it's like, it works still plays <laughs> just though. fine. Yeah. yeah, it still plays just fine. And it's like, okay. I had to like look through, look for it through the app. Nice. Well, I just bought it on Amazon for 20 bucks. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that here first, folks. Hans Benowitz just bought a... <laughs> I just bought it through the power of suggestion of the Hellblade. I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
You've also been watching Loki, uh, as I have. have I. Yes. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, you know, I have had a mixed reaction with um, WandaVision and um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because um, both have, I like the premises and I like that they're both kind of, they're both based on comic books, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and they're both fairly recent comic books too. WandaVision probably was was from a Tom King run. Uh, a vision i mean very loosely but it wasn't with uh wanda it was more with vision um trying yeah. to live like a sub- suburban home kind of thing yeah and i i felt wanda vision was good, really good at times but i didn't like how everything was like swapping back and forth between decades and it just kind of became a kind of when they got to the office kind of it just felt a little oh, too yeah. much the modern family era <laughs> yeah and so once it got to that modern family vibe it just felt like a little just jokey and cliche and it just had sucked any seriousness out of everything yeah um and that's generally what i have a problem with marvel is right whenever they're about to to you know do a grand slam they do like a little fart joke or something <laughs> or like something like that and it just kills me and i'm like you had this amazing moment like i i love like indiana jones movies and where I feel there's jokes in there, but then there's serious parts too. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, Marvel just, you know, you get your, your peanut butter and jelly mixed in there where it's like the jokes are part <laughs> when it's serious because they're like, oh man, this is getting heavy. Let's, let's do a silly joke. You know what yeah, I mean? This is going to be too heavy for our, our audience guys. We need to lighten it up. Wait, a let's bit. make a silly. Does someone want to make a <laughs> fart joke? No. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's call yeah. him boner. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. let's boner it. People are really invested in this. Let's 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 just uh, subvert their expectation. That worked really well for us in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. For this, I was kind of coming in like, eh, okay, I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, and um, I'm gonna watch it. You know, anything. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't gotten like CW level bad yet. So, um, <laughs> so I watched it, and um, I really liked the first episode. Yeah. Uh, second episode was really cool too. Who they revealed all you know um and i'm we're at the fourth episode now and i'm i'm super invested in this yeah same here man it's it's really well done so far i feel like there's been a weird i don't even want to say like peek behind the screen in the other two shows but it always felt kind of like you you saw what they were doing you know right it didn't feel produced it felt like oh okay this is their wanda show you know i get it yeah or this is their you know winter soldier show but this one feels like it, its own thing and it feels like yeah. it belongs in the in the MCU. Right. And the other one, it just kind of it's like, hey, they both felt like origin movies for their uh, outfits, which I said right. before. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's kind of like you got to read this issue of comic books uh, to watch this next one. You know what I mean? It felt yeah. like it never yeah. felt like the main event. Th- this one feels like there's things that are kind of going on and changing. And the other ones just kind of had that like you felt like there's this weird thing where like if you're involved in a production on something it doesn't become a story anymore but it's like you can kind of see what's going on you're like okay this goes here exactly you can re- it's almost you can see the outline on it you exactly know what I mean? yeah and and this one it feels like very organic and you're like oh wow what's, what's going on and you forget that it's an actual show like yeah the others i ne- i never forgot that it was a show you know what i mean i never got so into it where i'm like this is it, it didn't become real to me this one i'm like okay this is getting really cool I completely agree. That's exactly, I think, how I feel about it, too. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I'm I'm so excited for the potential of like what the payoff's going to be or yeah. what the, the tie in or the twist is going to be. And uh, I've heard some theories, as I'm sure you have, about yeah. uh, how it ties into the, the MCU. And yeah, I think there's some really 
exciting stuff that could happen. But, you know, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, um, I really like the how they're going with all the variant things, too. Um, yeah. And uh, it's funny because I did see a, a couple of memes <laughs> about uh, about, you know, so basically Captain America in Endgame, um, you know, when he went off and went back in time and lived, you know, with Peggy and stuff. And yeah. so then he lived to be an old, old man to the modern times. Right. There's that uh, gosh, who's the community guy? Um, the Spanish teacher. Ken Jong. Yeah. Him, him saying like, I'll allow it. Yeah, uh, it, it said the CVA would be like, I'll allow that. Like, just because, yeah. you know, you're kind of, you're kind of like, well, we have this thing and like it works sometimes, but not others. And, right. Right. But I mean, they could with this, they could literally do anything, you know, I mean, and totally. it's that way with comic books too. It's like, no one really dies in comic books right, because for sure. like they could like, even they could go back in Iron Man and they could get like 20 year old Tony Stark or something like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I, I hope that, uh, I mean, minor spoilers, but I hope that Loki, well, actually major spoilers. I hope that Loki gets to uh, meet Mobius in this in this new world that he's in. Uh, yeah, because I miss yeah. that dude. That that Owen Wilson's character is he's one of the best things about that show. Yeah, that was good. His delivery is just so perfect on everything. He's he's so like chill about it, but he's like a smart ass, you know. And I I just yeah. I love that. I I'm surprised he, I didn't get a single wow out of him. Yeah, wow. I hope there is. <laughs> wow, wow! Look at all this stuff here. Wow, Loki. Okay. <laughs> um, I do have to say though, um, I do love how how Loki fell in love with himself. Yeah, that was a variant of himself. I mean, it's it's so appropriate when you think about it, and it makes yeah. so much sense. But it's also like one of those cringy moments. You know, it's a Game of Thrones moment where you're like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. should should they? <laughs> but but here's yeah, the, the, I guess the thing is, it it would be definitely more closer to kissing cousins yeah, rather than it's like, like it's like the most uh, fundamental form of uh, incest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But um, it's also you're like, well, what? Cause the thing with the variants, it's like what changed. Maybe he had, she had a different mom. Maybe true. They had that because, you know, there was like a black Loki. There was like a crocodile right. Loki. There right, was right. like, you know, a little kid, old man. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like maybe there was, maybe there are like four cousins removed. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. This, this is way too much explaining about, you know, yeah. We're trying to justify. We're trying the to same justify person loving themselves too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it completely makes sense that he would, of course, fall in love with himself. For sure. Yeah, I do, I do like that uh, angle. Yeah. Yeah, the, the writing seems solid. And like you said, it, it never feels like you're watching like a produced show. It just feels like you, you're or not a produced show, but like a uh, overproduced show. It feels like yeah. you're just watching something that like feels like a, a movie, you know, well done. Yeah, it almost had kind of and I haven't seen a lot of Doctor Who, but it kind of feels a little Doctor Who like in a way. Yeah, I've heard that. And I haven't seen Doctor Who either, but uh, yeah, so I can't really weigh in on yeah. that, but <laughs> yeah. I bet you it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all the, the, the timey-wimey kind of stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's British and yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, I said that with such disdain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 4th of July very recently. <laughs> exactly. So America, we're still a little bit sore about that whole thing, you know, <laughs> but 245 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's still fresh, still a fresh yeah. wound. Well, come on, then. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's go. 
another show that I've been really enjoying. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Uh, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. We uh, binged it in two days. Wow. <laughs> the whole thing. So I'm assuming you hated it then. <laughs> we, we could not stand it. It was a hate watch the whole way. Yeah. You guys are like, oh, I guess we got to watch another oh, one. No, I'm going to have to watch the next one. <laughs> I'm so impressed by it. Now, let me say no spoilers because I haven't finished it yet. Okay. But uh, we're close. We're episode six or seven, I think. Yeah, I think there's eight. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but we've, man, we've enjoyed it way more than I thought we would. It's, it's got good. kind of a Last of Us vibe uh, yeah. in a weird way. Um, yeah. You know, with the whole, you know, man kind of protecting and watching over a, a kid that could be, you know, the, the key to <laughs> saving the world yeah. type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, and then I didn't even realize until I think it said it in the first episode or something that it was based on a DC uh, yeah, comic. That, that was a, a DC, uh, I think maybe Vertigo, like one of the off-brand um, oh, yeah. kind of labels. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's very, the art, I never read it, just the art style from Jeff Lemire uh, is the um, is the writer of it. And he's a great um, comic book writer, uh, but the art style always unsettled me a little bit interesting um so i never picked it up and read it but i i watched it because knowing you know that it was like that and i if they do not have a season two i will revolt <laughs> i gotta tell you yeah I, god that is so good i finished it and i'm like i need more like please have more um yeah everything's done good i love how um who's it bill bill Hader is the dad um uh will forte will forte that's yeah right. yeah yeah uh yeah so he was great as that. And, um, man, it was, it was just a lot of fun. So, yeah, man, it's, it was again, surprisingly so good. Uh, I see what you mean about the comics. Now I'm looking at some of the artwork and I'm like, huh? Yeah. It's, <laughs> how it's did you get that? Off. It doesn't feel cause like this one, it's what I really liked about sweet tooth is, um, you know, if you look at the comics, you're like, Oh, this feels like kind of mature. Yeah. It has like almost like a horror vibe yeah, in a way. Totally. Um, and when you watch it, it's like you said, it's like a last of us. It's kind it's like felt comfortable watching it with my, um, 11, almost 12 year old for sure. But it wasn't, it, it went just enough to like the PG 13 didn't go too much. It didn't right. feel like a kid thing. I agree. Everything felt serious, uh, but then it felt lighthearted at the same time. So yeah, they managed to get that perfect vibe. I agree. And it's got this kind of like fantasy uh, layer over it too, you know, where yeah. it doesn't feel like, you know, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but it feels like a little bit more yeah. fantastical and and kind of like this this overly beautiful post-apocalyptic world, you know? Yeah. And I love how like, you know, it's, it feels very much like something that would happen if, if everyone, like if all these like hybrid babies were born, I'm um, like yeah. half human, half animal, um, that everyone would freak out and everyone would, you know, that everyone would pick, take sides and like, right. There'd be some people hunting them. There'd be people yeah. trying to support them and protect them. The government would be doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you, you totally see where all this could like, you know, you're like, okay, it's not too much of a leap. Yeah, and it's it's perfectly timed. I'm sure that that was not a coincidence, but you know, with the yeah. whole COVID thing, that yeah, you know, this this through line through this whole show is the sick, you know, this this virus that attacked everyone and uh, gives them gives them wiggly pinkies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And it's like, why wouldn't you just like hide your pinkies or like put yeah. put them in gloves or something like that? No you know kidding. what I mean? Yeah, I would like have my hands like under my arms all the time or something <laughs> like I, I don't want, you know, and it's true because like some people, even if they had it, they're like, oh, I have it, but I don't want to uh, show you that I have right. it. I want to live a normal life kind of thing. And definitely, like you said, that's kind of that really ties into 
it's crazy how timeless that was like with everything. Yeah, I agree. It, it was a very uh, well-timed show because yeah, there, there are some common themes that we're seeing in real life and that, you know, like people kind of shunning people because they've been sick or they're, they are sick. Right. The, the whole, uh, <laughs> burning down their homes thing a little extreme <laughs> yeah, but you that, know that happened yeah there's, there's <laughs> basically that's basically happening with happening with covid you know with shaming oh, sure. it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. just but burning down your social media instead yeah it's funny i i kept saying that they kept centering on that doctor and his wife and i'm like why yeah. are we going back here i mean they were interesting enough and it was interesting seeing how like the the upper class of what remains left right lived um but it it's cool that the you see where it intersects with everything eventually. Yeah. And I kind of, I think I'm starting to see those, those, those paths, like getting ready to converge. Yeah. And again, I'm excited to see where that, where that goes, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. And I agree. They better have a season two because it's, uh, yeah. it's really good. I highly recommend that. I actually just found out today that uh, Lovecraft co- uh, country is yes. uh, canceled, which is crazy, man. What a, crime <laughs> yeah yeah i really liked where they were going with that i liked what they were doing i the only my i think my only complaint is towards the end it got a little bit every went a little bit everywhere yeah it was a little unfocused at the end but the first like three episodes were amazing like i mean that yeah that agreed. as a movie would be great um and then i really liked those episodes of uh it almost felt like an like outer worlds kind of episode where oh, yeah. um you know, oh, where yeah. she like dressed up as the the, the white lady uh she had that right. skin thing and that was like creepy and fa- and then the the two girls uh the possessed girls that would follow I mean, oh man yeah it had some great episodes but like overall as a season it felt kind of a little bit scattered i completely agree i think the thing that i loved the most about that show is the cultural tie-ins and and connections with actual history and how yeah. it was like based on actual history there's yeah so many things and i mean it's one of those shows that i learned i mean Thanks, American education system. But it was one of the first <laughs> shows that taught me about the Tulsa massacres, too, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, man, just so much value in that show. And it really yeah. bums me out that I felt like that show came at the right time at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Where, you know, people, I think, weren't seeing the value of that movement. And so it was very empowering for, you know, the black community, I think. And so it's, it's really a bummer that it's not coming back. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. Maybe it was just a little bit everywhere. Maybe that's what people just kind of, because the problem is with those, those weekly shows is there's a lot of like, people are looking for an excuse to jump off. You know what right. I mean? And sometimes they're like, ah, I just couldn't get, I just won't get back. Couldn't keep up with thing. it. Yeah. Well, sorry. It wasn't game of Thrones, America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not medieval enough. I'm sorry. There's not dragons. Pfft. Yeah. Where's the dragons? No Dith- Dithraki. Pfft. There's no incest. Not interested. <laughs> Actually, there was kind of incest in the show, but anyway. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> Wouldn't be HBO without that, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you happen to see what the plot was supposed to be for the second season? No. Man, it was, I guess the writer like tweeted out the, the premise of the second season since it's not happening. Right. And it sounds really interesting. Like basically the country is divided into like three segregated sections. Right, right. Because they took all the power away from like the white people, so they couldn't do uh, magic. Right. That's what happened at the end. Of- yeah, yeah. But I think it's like it's literally divided in the country. Like there's states. Oh, wow. Like there's different state lines that like are you know divided by by r- racial uh, affiliations. You know. Oh wow. So there's like I forgot the names of it. Let me just look it up real quick. 
So basically it's divided into the tribal nations of the West, hmm. the Whitelands, which is like the, the, I guess, kind of the Bible belt. <laughs> that, that's, that's where like, uh, like, you know, the black people live, right? Yeah, absolutely. The white, okay. Yeah. The heart of the that's Whitelands. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. And then there's the new Negro Republic, uh, which is okay. like the, the South, like South Texas. And then it uh, looks like Louisiana and Florida. Okay. That's where the white people live, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. 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 And then there's the Jefferson Commonwealth, which is the top, uh, you know, top east okay. corner, northeast, I guess, is what it would actually be called. Corner of the, the country. Oh, so, cool. So, I don't know. Just that whole idea is just so cool. I love that, like, alternate history stuff and, and just yeah. imagining, like, what the world would be like if things went differently, you know? Yeah. It's always a bummer when that happens, but it, it is cool that when they like tweet it out and who knows, like maybe sometimes things get resurgences, everyone watches true, it. True. And then the, you know, HBO looks and like, Hey, uh, let's, let's start it up again. Yeah, it's very true. And they even said, you know, that it's not coming back to HBO, but it could come to other networks, you know? So yeah, here's hoping for a Netflix or a uh, something spinoff or uh, Amazon, maybe. Amazon hint hint. But but uh <laughs> speaking of Amazon <laughs> You didn't set that uh that transition up at all, did you? Not at all. Uh, that was not planned. <laughs> that was a complete coincidence. <laughs> yes, uh we had w- both watched uh this weekend the Tomorrow War with Chris oh, Pratt. Man and best oof. movie in the world that I've seen, I think, today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why even go to theaters if you got movies like that at, in your home? My if God. If you can't tell listeners we are being facetious. Ah, man, it was quite the opposite. (laughs) It was pretty bad. It just sucks because it was there were redeeming things in it, kind of, but just enough to make you care and not turn it off. Right. (laughs) But it was so dumb that you're just like, God, this is dumb. It's like, will it get better? And the answer is spoiler. No. Right. Right. There was. Yeah, I agree. There was like the the twist at the end, which, of course, we will be spoiling. So, just be prepared. Do yourself. We're doing you a favor here. We're (laughs) spending, we're saving you some time. Yeah, exactly. The twist was probably the coolest part about the movie. I I did like the idea behind it, but I felt like it came too little too late and it was just so, and they also ripped it off, but we can cover that a little bit more in a a moment. Yeah. So uh, I will kind of start a little closer. We'll go kind of chronologically in it. Um, Yeah. There were so many plot holes let's just start with that (laughs) yeah and so the the weird thing about it is so it starts off where so they're basically all like there's this family that chris pratt and you know he picks up something it's like a beer or something and goes to a party with like 30 people and that's the first time you can tell this is a a fake movie (laughs) because they're all watching a soccer game right right and i'm like no one watches like i mean other a literal literal other continents watch soccer like <laughs> yeah. not a, like for some reason it just hasn't caught up with like america we're just like soccer we're like mm, i think i'd rather watch like hockey or before right. that or something baseball like that, you or know? something yeah baseball i'd rather do literally watch any other sport like is there like an espn sport where they're like cutting down trees with chainsaws yeah you know is <laughs> Well, the other weird thing is they were watching it during a holiday party. And I'm like, what kind of weird holiday party? Yeah. And then there's yeah. this whole scene where the the dad and the kid and the mom are all sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm like, this is your party. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You guys are just stop this in the middle of the party just to watch TV as a family. This is so yeah. bizarre. And you could tell it was just a setup for a bunch of people to be crowded around a TV when this big event was happening, you know? Right. And this is a perfect example of what you were saying earlier about those other Marvel shows. Yeah, exactly. You could see the outline of what 
like where they're going, what they're planning right. to do. And it's like, okay, guys, like try a little bit harder. You can tell he has a good relationship with his little daughter because he hugged her. Check. <laughs> they're saying cutesy things to each other on the couch. <laughs> yeah, check. Um, and it's funny because it starts out too where it shows some of the action. Um, but the reason they show that action is because for 40 minutes, nothing happens. Like, <laughs> right. like literally like nothing happens. Yeah, Ugh. I completely agree. It's, it's so weird. And then when they're sitting on the couch too, uh, as a family, you can tell that newscast is just clear yeah. exposition. And it's it's not even like CNN or something. It's like OTG no. or something like that. <laughs> exactly. It's like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's like some knockoff, you know, newscast. But they're, I feel like they could have done it so much better if it was like one of those uh, like a you know like like a look back at the presidency or right, you, know, right. you know those types of programs where they're like let's look at how this all started and you know where right. we are today but the way they did it was just like yeah well for those of you who don't remember a couple years ago <laughs> this happened and this yeah. is why it happened and here's where for it's those going of you with with short-term memory loss we're gonna <laughs> talk about what happened the past six months in case those of you who have been drafted don't remember we <laughs> you know it's just uh yeah uh it was just everything was just so clunky and uh the funny part too is like he's a high school teacher, right? That used to be like a soldier, and they live in like a three million dollar house, like like this neighborhood, like it's insane. I mean, I think that can be explained because it's this is like you know in the in the near future, so I think we can That's assume right. that the you know housing market crashed by then. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> so, it's very 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 uh, likely. Right. Yeah. So I think he you know he makes you know a hundred thousand dollars a year, and he's you know he's doing great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because um, <laughs> teachers are the most paid uh, profession of all time. Absolutely. Especially high school teachers, right? Yeah, definitely. And the value of homes has, like, you know, increased. So now he can afford this mansion, basically. It's true. It, it only makes sense. It's funny because um, I feel like all of this could have been explained maybe in the first, in, in like the opening credits or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, like, agreed. you know what I mean? Like, you could have started, like, done like a flashback or something or done something or like in, moved it around because, like, when the people from the future come in that soccer game, like in the middle of the soccer game, you're like, did they plan this? Are they from the future? Do they know how unpopular soccer is? Like, <laughs> right. Like, did they do this on purpose? And then it's like, they did, they went right next to the, like, you know, there's not like mics in the middle of the soccer field. Right. Like, and right. everything's being picked up. Oh my gosh. Up. Thank you. Yeah. They just arrived and their, their microphone was connected to the PA system. How did, yeah. how did we need to talk about that technology? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the technology we need. I mean, their Bluetooth technology is off the charts. <laughs> instant connectivity. <laughs> instant. It's good. And it's crazy because they never really fully explained how they were able to get back to the to the past, you know. No. Or no. traveled from the future. They they talk about this whole wormhole thing, but they just kind of talk about it as an aside, you know. It's like, yeah, no, there's like this wormhole. But anyway, we're here now. So we're, you know, we're helping you guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, okay, and but that's the crazy thing is they're like, okay, so this is in a future event, but we need you to, we need to bring everyone to the future to die and by the hands of these things. And it's like, yeah. And then at the same time, like we don't have time to train you. And like, there were people that were right. literally like still wearing like their chef hats. Right. And, right. And it's like, you wouldn't take that off in like 20 minutes. Like you still have your <laughs> chef hat on. There's a guy with a chef hat. I mean, the whole look, the whole boot camp thing. Before we dive into that, I, I also have to say, you know, you, you made a point earlier about like the exposition piece. Yeah. I think one of the best ways that that was treated in a, a movie that I've seen is in Godzilla, 
where mm-hmm. they did um they show all these slides of Godzilla and they show yeah. uh like I think is like news articles and stuff but they show it during the opening credits yeah and it was so well done because you could piece the things together but they didn't have to be like there was a lizard that lived on this island and because <laughs> right. of a nuclear accident you know it transformed into Godzilla you know so right. I just thought that was uh, that was really well done but they should have done like the 1920s uh, radio voiceover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Godzilla was here destroying <laughs> with mayhem. This just in. Exactly. No. So we have to talk about this whole boot camp thing. My God, My what a disaster. Like, Ugh. okay. So first of all, it, it was so clear that nobody knew anything about the military or how boot camp works. Yeah. Because they, they try to just explain everything that wasn't like real boot camp away as if it was like, <laughs> we don't need that. You know, this yeah. is the future now. We don't need gun ranges and we don't have to train everyone on how to properly use a gun. Yeah. Well, what about the fact that you've recruited teachers who have never used a gun before? Yeah. And now they're going to shoot their comrade in the back because you know, like, <laughs> they weren't trained properly. Yeah, there's just so much. The whole thing about like, like, we're not a boot camp. This is the future. It felt like such a wasted opportunity because nobody was properly trained, you know, like, no, God, I mean, the whole thing about they didn't talk about the monsters because they didn't want to scare people or whatever. I'm like, (laughs) I was so dumb. What about the fact that they're bulletproof? And (laughs) And the weapons we're giving you will literally do nothing to them. Like unless you shoot them in a very specific spot. That's kind of important. (laughs) And that's the funny thing is like the people that they recruited, like if you've never held a gun before and like they're giving them like basically machine guns, like assault rifles, they're not going to be like a perfect shot. It's like, it's going to shoot the ceiling. There's going to be like shooting their foots (laughs) off. I mean, and also like, like why didn't they at least get people from like the South or something like, you know, gun, gun nuts or like enthusiasts. They're like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Let's go. Exactly. Or I mean, you could have got some gang members from this inner city or something like they're like, you know, people that have used guns that own guns. You could have got some gun nuts or something. Seriously. But like, they got like, doctors and lawyers and like cooks and stuff and you're like this is so stupid like i feel like like that's one of those moments where you can you can see behind the curtain you can see what they were trying to do which was yeah you could tell they were overtly trying to show that people of all walks of life have been recruited yeah but the fact of the matter is like you said like there's more to it than that like you can't just be like you come on you're recruited you've been drafted let's go you know it feels like it's written by like a third grader or something it really does and because like (laughs) the first thing if you could go back in time to warn people of an coming invasion in what was it like 20 years maybe or whatever it was 30 years i think wouldn't you go back and like be like we need to build civilizations that like protect us from these monsters we need to build armies of everybody we need to do this and it's like they didn't even do that until really the end where they're like hey maybe we can't go back it's like you sent those people just to die like you basically (laughs) like what would have been interesting if like if those uh people that came from the future were really like bad or evil and they were really just like feeding the um the monsters to satiate so they don't die or there was some kind of evil thing going on because it doesn't make sense to take people <laughs> into the future with no training to die. No. Like there's nothing that made sense. And it's, it's so stupid. And then, yeah, even like the technology behind it, like how they had that malfunction where the coordinates were off and they, yeah. everybody fell from the sky. Okay. First of all, you just killed half the people that you recruited to, yeah. to help you win this war. So like, that's a big oops. Like you yeah, guys whoopsies. really screwed up there. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. That's my bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And secondly, 
the thing that that I was laughing at too was like, okay, the 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 situation in the future is so dire. Everyone's on the like humanity is on the brink of extinction yeah. to the point where they've had to go back in time and recruit people from the from the past right. to fight this war in the future. So why is it that then when they showed that shot at the Ford operating base, everyone's just standing around, walking around, <laughs> hanging out? Time. Yeah. I mean, you could have done some push-ups maybe. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I would be doing like training and push-ups and like, hey, maybe we're going to this thing. Maybe I should learn how to hold this gun, you know? Man, no kidding. And then, But don't, don't forget, during the boot camp scene, you know, they said, none of that's necessary. You don't have to work. This isn't a traditional boot camp where you're going to do push-ups and stuff. In the future, you get skills. (laughs) (laughs) But the the crazy thing is, too, like, you know, they they make such a big deal out of this whole, like, this is the end of the world and we need everyone to fight. And I'm like, if it was truly that dire, I feel like everybody would just be out fighting these monsters just trying to exterminate them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and there was just so many other things with that too. Like, you know, the, <laughs> clearly guns don't work very well on them. No. And yet they're shooting the crap out of them. Yeah. And then like, again, none of the boot camp, you know, instructors gave them any of any heads up about like any of the aliens capabilities. Yeah. However, they did teach them to aim for the head. I think it was the neck or the head and yeah, the belly. Like the belly. And yeah. Nobody seemed to take that to heart. No. <laughs> Everybody was just shooting everywhere. Yeah. They're just like, I don't care. I'm just going to try to kill this thing. It should have been more comical like than it was like having a bunch of people that have never shot a gun before. Like, oh man, being attacked by these crazy fast aliens. Like totally. That is the, the dumbest thing. Like you're, you're a soldier. You, uh, it's like having a, a one day boot camp and sending up against like terminators or something. Oh my God. It'd that. be disastrous. Everyone would yeah. die. Everyone would yeah. die. And and it's funny because in the future you have all these soldiers there still on that one base. And like, so they still have soldiers, but it's like <laughs> nothing makes sense. Like there's nothing that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I, it was too much of a jump for them to not explain, you know, it was like, yeah. all right, look, we have this war in the future that we lose and we've come, first of all, how do they know they lose? Like without <laughs> yeah. everyone dying anyway, in which case, how do they have time to come up with time travel technology to come back? It's just and, none of it. Makes it sense. It's weird. I mean, I, I get it. Maybe like if, if at least they were like, well, we're trying to jump time, jump people to the future. But then it's like, you'd have this future of like these characters. I don't know. It's like, why wouldn't you just jump back further and take people with you? <laughs> exactly. Like you can take all these groups of people there. Why wouldn't you take everyone back with you? Like, why right. are you still have people in the current, in the present? Right. And, and it's funny, like when his daughter dies, like he's so upset. I mean, I get it's a traumatizing thing, but it's like, <laughs> if you go back, like he wouldn't go back and save everyone. He wanted to die. I'm like, if you go back and save, none of this would have happened. You do not know how time works. Like, yeah, no kidding. Do you not understand that this, this is a, a possible future. And if you go back and change that, this future will not happen. Like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. There's also some weird, like paradoxical issues with this movie too, which is like, yeah. You know, she tells him about his future, about how he dies in like 30 years or whatever. He dies like in a car accident or something after he comes home and is like a deadbeat dad or something. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, they never address that afterwards. Like he's, I mean, spoilers, he saved the world by himself basically. And then (laughs) comes back and then like, they don't explore why he, why those things happen, why their family grows apart or if it still happens, if everything's changed now. Also, if this was going to happen in the first place, then why did the aliens attack in the first, you know, like 
again, some very paradoxical things like <laughs> by rules of time travel and stuff, if you do something in the future, shouldn't it therefore affect the past too? Like, yeah, this movie shouldn't have happened. Basically, Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know. And I, I, I didn't know if, it, yeah, it is kind of weird. They're like, we need to stop everything and you die and, and then it's okay. And you, we fit, we win and, but we don't know. And it, I don't, it's yeah. just, it's so much unknown, but I will say, um, when they beam to Miami, I, I appreciated the, uh, the Will Smith, welcome to Miami, uh, <laughs> reference as we said, someone said like, welcome to Miami. And I, that song automatically went into my mind for Will Smith. I think it was that, um, that character who had no depth at all. The, the yeah. battle hardened, yeah, you know, black guy with the claw and he's just like, yeah. welcome to Miami. And you're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause he, his character was really interesting. Like he was just mad all the time and no one really Man. knew why. I think, I think they said he had like cancer and six months to live or whatever. Right. Right. He was an interesting character. It was weird too. How everything I get why they're like, Oh, Chris Pratt and his daughter, that's the central relationship in it. Right. But Chris Pratt was basically like, I don't care about saving the world. I just want to save my daughter. So I guess <laughs> I'll save the world. And I'm like, right. I'm like, is this supposed to be like, heartwarming i mean i get you because you just sound selfish this sounds kind of selfish and then everyone's kind of going around his selfishness like yeah we need to save his daughter right and the world too i guess (laughs) never mind that i I guess by saving the world we save the daughter so we'll do that we weren't going to save the world but since you know it's a twofer kind of thing right (laughs) this guy's really fired up and he really wants to save his daughter so (laughs) yeah i think we have a good chance so it's funny too because the name of the uh the creatures are white spike and it sounds like an eighties <laughs> rock band or something like white yeah. snake or something. We are white spike. Yeah. Like maybe it could be like white rage or white rippers or maybe white splainers or yeah. I think all of those are pretty good. White claw. I mean, <laughs> something, I mean, yeah, something also like, yeah. What a specific thing to focus on. Why not like <laughs> the ugly monsters or <laughs> yeah. How about like flesh rippers or something? The ones that kill everyone. Yeah. yeah. The human enders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything. But, hey, they're white <laughs> and they, they, they got spikes that they shoot out. Let's call them white spikes. Like, Again, that's such a like peek behind the screen moment where you're just like, you could see the, the people in the, you know, the writers in the writer's room, like, all right, we need a really badass name for these things. You know, white like spike, bro. White yeah. spike. White spike is tight. <laughs> we could have like a like a metal song introduce them when they come in, like <laughs> it might be like explosions going off. It, dude, bro. There was just so many things about it that just didn't feel like they paid off. Like no. the, the creatures themselves were actually pretty well designed. Like they looked yeah, pretty they terrifying. Look cool. And when yeah. they, they flashed the the flashlights up at them for the first time and you see their face, like they look pretty terrifying. Yeah, one of them was like kind of going like, <laughs> like laughing yeah. or cackling but or whatever. Like, nothing really happens with them. They just start no. chasing them. And then they're like, all right, well, these guns aren't working. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. It just, it never felt like they gave it room to be like those creatures to be truly terrifying. Right. And like, I kept thinking too, whatever. It seemed like they had a hard time fighting them, but I'm also just like, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It seems like the military could have come in and shot a bunch with a tank nuke and them. yeah, nuked them and done all this other stuff. And it would have been fine. So it never felt like it was like truly as dire as they were making it seem, you know? No, no. And then the whole, we sent you in here knowingly. And by the way, in six minutes, like we're going to bomb the area. Like, yeah, it's like you do have contact with them, right? You don't (laughs) have to bomb them within six minutes, right? You also couldn't have afforded to beam them in a little bit before six minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
How about some like future weapons that penetrate the skin or something? I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No kidding. And it's like, yeah, they just had to bring whatever weapons, you know, they had in the past with them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. And again, it's so backwards that they're like, yeah, we know what's going to happen in the future. We can tell you the second that humanity dies. Yeah. But we also can't tell you exactly how these creatures are dangerous. We can't we tell you how many there are. for you. Yeah. <laughs> We can't tell you how to defeat them. This is a character building moment for you guys. Okay. We're the, we're that proud dad. We just want, you're just going to have to figure this out for yourself. We just really think this would look good on your resume in a few years, you know, assuming we all survive. Mm -hmm. It's going to put some hair on your chest. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it, It was, it's so weird, man. And then the whole thing with the main character too, like with his dad, like that whole, first of all, was I the only one super confused by what was happening at the beginning? Like <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that they were trying to like lead into it naturally. But again, yeah. I felt like it was written so poorly that you were just confused and you're like, wait, is this his dad? Is his dad just hang out in an airplane hangar all day? <laughs> like, is that where he lives? Like, and then you're like, I don't know why they're mad at each other. I never fully understood yeah. that. You know, I-, I think he said like, Oh, you left. And he goes, well, I left cause I was in a bad place and it would have been better if I left than if I was there oh or something gosh, like that. I probably that. fell so, asleep during that part. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it, again, it, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. You, they do add that like rage thing about it. And <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. So they, they set that whole thing up. And then at the end, the whole big, you know, turnaround moment is he comes to his dad for help and his dad helps him and stuff. But the, the thing that cracked me up was it was like, they were like, we have to fly into Russia. And yeah. we're, how are we going to do that if we don't have access to the military? we'd yeah. have to fly it under the radar well the the funny part is they go to the that uh general and he's like i just can't spare the men right now i'm sorry we have budget <laughs> right. cuts you're like you realize that people from the future did this we <laughs> came back from the the future and they're gonna say like no like no you kidding. know what i mean also it's like yeah you've clearly ex- expended your entire budget your entire military budget bringing people back from the past so yeah, yeah. i don't want to hear it they're like, sorry, we uh, we just have to stop people from crossing the border right now. That's <laughs> yeah. the most important thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mexico is our biggest yeah. threat. Yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? We have literal things that are going to attack us in the future and destroy humanity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, nope. So are the Mexicans. Yeah. We got to build that wall, man. That's what we got to do. <laughs> yeah. So they, they go to his dad to help him help them fly in. <laughs> under the radar and into Russia. And it's like, it looks like a little, little plane, right? Like it looks like a three At person first, plane or something. But then what does their dad actually use to fly them in a cargo jet? Yeah. A cargo jet. <laughs> and so I'm and the, sorry, what was, what was the problem with yeah. asking them? Like, <laughs> what, what, what? And the, the, the worst part is when they all had matching um, snowmobiles, like and you could tell they were top of the line like you could tell right and this is another thing of seeing the outline you could see like the production uh people being like okay to the director like we got this great deal this snowmobile uh manufacturer wants to feature their top of the line snowmobiles and they can have them all here we can feature them yeah product placement it just felt like they should have been drinking like a pepsi on it you know like (laughs) right uh, even in this cold there's nothing as refreshing as an ice cold pepsi Man, it seriously did feel like that was not far off. Yeah. We haven't even talked about where did they land? <laughs> oh, where yeah. did they land? How did they get to where they needed to go so quickly? Oh, well, well, that's easy. They seeked the uh the wisdom of a child. That's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and and was that a volcano child? Is that, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, volcano kid. Like it's funny cuz it goes back to like where he was like 
you know, in school, the, the two times they showed him as a teacher, Volcano Kid was like, oh, my, I sure love volcanoes. And he's like, right. are you going to talk about volcanoes again? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then he comes back and goes, wait, this kid loves volcanoes. Let's talk to him. Because like, <laughs> but really the kid's like, oh, I made a volcano in my basement. That's probably like really what only happened. But is this right? Apparently he has like NASA level scientists. And it's funny because the <laughs> guy who's the scientist with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any connections. Like they had to go. No to kidding. This. You guys couldn't have found a real expert on volcanic, uh, you know, well, activity. It's, it's funny because the guy, he basically said, um, he, the, you know, the nerd, the nerd guy with Chris Pratt, um, I forget his name. It's like, did they even name him? Like <laughs> probably not. I think uh, he's like just black nerd guy, guy number one, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so it's like, he said, Oh yeah, I basically work for the, like, the research company that's basically Amazon. Right. And it's nice that they threw an Amazon in there. Oh, that's because true. You know, it came from Amazon. Right. And it's like, if you have no volcanic experts, you don't have anything. You went to like a high school and asked a kid who had a volcanic PowerPoint ready to go right. when he's like, hand me my computer. And then it's like, he has like Maya 3d that he's been building a volcano <laughs> or something. <laughs> and accurate data, you know, scientific uh, data, satellite yeah. data uh, for each volcano. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he's, he, I, I don't, it was just so stupid. It's like, I could have seen him like, just like maybe he like image mapped like a bunch of naked chicks on it or something (laughs) being a high schooler or something. Right. Yeah. It was just so, there was just so many dumb things about that. There really was. And I also couldn't take that scientist scientist dude seriously because he's, he's the host of the baby of the year. And, uh, I think you should leave. He is. And I really just could not take him seriously. That's where he's from. That's right. Let's, let's be real. He was supposed to be the comic relief anyway. So I don't think he was really supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. He's supposed to be the, uh, the cowardly guy who like the scientist who doesn't know how to fight back and like, but honestly, I didn't even know what his character was supposed to be because he started out as kind of a jerk. (laughs) And then you're like, why are they like becoming friends? And then he's like, yeah, man, well, you know, my wife died and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. (laughs) And then he, then he said he admitted he hid the whole time. So when he, you know, came back and stuff, Yeah, but don't worry, he's still going to be the hero of the film because you know, everybody needs a, a second chance. Yes. That's the moral of the story. That's the moral of the story. The other stupid thing to me was like, why develop the toxin in the first place when they just blew up the ship at all? Like, yeah. Why not just go there and blow up the ship? (laughs) That is a good point. They almost made more work for themselves anyway by injecting the toxins because they like disturbed the nest or whatever. They basically accelerated everything like 40 years by doing that. And like, man, that was the thing is like, they didn't realize how many of them there were this, like they should have just blown it up in the first place. And it's like, so yeah, why the whole movie is, is about the toxin, right? This was all a waste of time. Again, this movie didn't yeah. have to happen. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a perfect analogy for the movie is it's just a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. The waste of time war. Yeah. <laughs> I think pitch meeting also brought up the point that like, like nobody else thought about researching where the aliens came from. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Nobody. And they, they also had like, what, 20, 30 years before it actually happened. So nobody yeah. thought during any of that time. I don't know. I also just thought like, okay, they're setting this up in a way where Chris Pratt's character is going to start the process on something and it's going to save them. Uh, you know, it's going to like take years for it to work and then they're going to kill but no, it's just, you know, as soon as you go back, you figure it yeah, out. And I, you're I like how his wife had the idea. She's like, what if they're here now? He's like, that's right. <laughs> Whoa. That's a good never point. thought about that. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hoorah. 
hoorah, let's go. <laughs> so I felt like this was like, this was even like kind of bad for Michael's Bay standards. It was, man. Like even Michael Bay would be like, kind of like, oof, I wouldn't do that, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, not not behind it. There was even that point where when the ex- the ship explosion went off and Chris Pratt like had the silhouette of his like action oh jump. Oh my gosh. I was yeah. in slow motion. I'm just like, this is bad. And even like, there were times where like editing was just off. Like <laughs> when they were having their, their learning montage when like he was they were had the the queen uh alien oh, like right, tied right. down and it had like sciencey stuff you could yeah it, it DNA almost sequencing like they got it from like getty or something like oh you know 100%. I mean? like yeah like a scientist like with a with a clipboard <laughs> and tapping their chin or you know it was just the most cliche thing ever it really was like father and daughter like you know messing with each other and yeah <laughs> oh you shouldn't use that vial there you know whatever yeah. it's just like oh god this feels yeah, like yeah it felt like a like a bad 1950s movie kind of in a way like yeah how everything was just like doesn't make sense and they're like yeah it's just fine people it's just people whatever. won't care and even to your point about like the explosion shot like that i remember specifically thinking at that moment like when chris pratt's like jumping away from the explosion i'm like wasn't everybody down there like yeah. what? Yeah, everyone was down there what happened like yeah. what what are you talking like it just seemed like they they just kind of wanted to like brush brush past it, you know. Like yeah. it almost felt like they thought we were too dumb to to think of that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even the lady from the future was down there. She's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna die." But it's like ultimately, if she sacrifices herself, um, yeah, then she wouldn't die, or maybe she does, and it still happens, and it's a timeless end loop. It's like right. I don't know what's going on exactly, and that's the thing they didn't like take the time to explain like what's going on. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, ah, you'll you you guys will get it. Yeah, I did like the pitch meeting part where he goes, um, they're basically said like, we need to tell the government and they're like, yeah, and the government will come here and they won't do anything. And they'll talk into the UN and they'll do right. all this. And then uh, the executive goes, that's really boring. And he's like, yeah, yeah so let's just blow it up right now. He's like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so that's what they ultimately ended up doing is just blowing it up. Yeah, exactly. It just seemed like they were banking on the fact that this is an action movie and nobody's going to care about the details, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's weird because they're not funded by the government or anything. And they have all this room for explosives. They have all these <laughs> weapons. I mean, it's like, where are you getting all this stuff? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think ultimately it, it was just, it was pretty much a disaster. I, I would say the one redeeming quality of it wasn't even original, which is the, the storyline about the aliens. Like I, yeah, at first I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, those weren't the aliens that crash landed there because that was going to be one of my biggest critiques was like, okay, these like barbaric aliens that are just here to kill. How did, how the hell right. did they get to earth? You know? Right. Right. And then they explained that they were cargo on somebody else's ship. And then I was like, Hmm, sounds like the plot of Prometheus. <laughs> I actually was wondering about, um, quiet place too. Also, because, um, at, do you remember at the beginning, um, where like that ship is crashing down to earth? Yeah. So you never know, like, are those things intelligent enough to, um, pilot a ship or not? You know right, what I mean? Like right. they don't That's really true. address it. And it's like, it, it didn't, it kind of didn't bother me, but you know, some things are best unsaid, you know? <laughs> right. Right. I think it didn't bother me in that movie in a quiet place too, as much because you're seeing it from the perspective of the everyday people, you know? Right. So they wouldn't really know either, or they wouldn't be able to find out. Yeah. It was kind of more of like walking dead. That was more of a right. walking dead like vibe. And this is like the scientist upper level kind of thing. Yeah. They're, they had clearly had access to anybody that they needed access to and they could have found this out earlier. Oh, know? yeah. 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 I would say, again, that's probably the, the best part of the movie. And it wasn't even their idea. Yeah. The idea of these aliens were weapons that were, you know, transported here. 
And how about uh, Chris Pratt punching the uh, the queen in the head uh, at the end with the fist? And he puts his entire hand in, uh, with a vial in there. <laughs> oh, and, my like, God. It makes it out unscathed. You know what I mean? That's like a Chris Redfield punching the rock moment right yeah, there. Yeah, I thought the same thing. He's that, <laughs> that, uh, that boulder punching bastard. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He, he kind of did that thing. And like he had uh, like a claw of it that hurt it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What if he took the the necklace of that one guy and and he cut the creature with it? <laughs> it just felt like every like it didn't it just felt like they didn't know what to like where they were going with anything. Yeah. Everything felt on the fly. Yeah, exactly. Everything they had all these great ideas and none of them connected. You know. They had pretty good actors too. I mean, uh yeah. like, I mean J.K. Simmons, uh, I love J.K. Simmons. Um yeah. and uh the his daughter, the I forget what she was in, but um, she was, yeah, she I can't was remember. Actor. Yvonne something, I think is her name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. She was actually uh, Miranda, I think from from Mass Effect. Oh, she was. Yeah, <laughs> she oh, was. The, okay, her her likeness was used in Mass Effect. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, so it just it was just like this massively like underwhelming movie that I don't know if I would have wanted to see it in theaters. <laughs> You know, no, definitely not. At least I can say I didn't pay anything for it other than having yeah. an Amazon account. So there's that. It's true, man. And it, it's sad because the only reason I watched it was because of the advertising. Like yeah. it, it worked on me, you know, like I, oh, yeah. I, I saw the trailer and I was like, it looks okay. Yeah. But everybody kept pushing it. And, you know, all the, even this like meme account that I follow, like, you know, it was like promoted content on there page and i'm just like this is ridiculous well, it, it has like a, a starship troopers um and like alien kind of vibe yeah. um so i mean it looks look kind of interesting and starship troopers i mean that's a that's like satire too but that, right. that was a good movie i mean i i really enjoyed it i and that's the difference this was not satire <laughs> no and that's the <laughs> funny know? thing is i think i watched starship troopers in um in high school and uh i watched it you know in theaters but i don't think i got i grasped that it was a satire at first i was like yeah it's pretty cool i don't think a lot of people did honestly i no, remember seeing no. trailers for that too and thought it was uh serious you know yeah yeah this what this one is definitely a disaster definitely a pass you know if for you sure. can help it don't don't waste your time although if you're a masochist like us then you can watch it and enjoy and just the utter stupidity of everything so <laughs> yeah you can just watch to laugh at it you know yeah even chris pratt in it man i i, I like chris pratt and i think yeah. he was great in jurassic world and mm-hmm. you know he's been great in obviously guardians of the galaxy yeah he just didn't i just i i got the sense that he didn't even know what his character was supposed to be in this movie you know yeah like that's how he was acting in it was just like yeah i guess i'm an action guy who used to be in the military <laughs> and also love my daughter but yeah I, f- I felt bad for his wife too because he was like he's like my daughter my daughter and she's like hey honey and he's like i guess i'm back hey. yeah, whatever hey. <laughs> oh you yeah hey uh, exactly. where's my daughter <laughs> <laughs> we we also have to talk about that shot where he ends up back home i think he just gets yeah. dropped off by a humvee or something and he pulls the trash can in yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's like, Why? thanks for thanks for bringing in the recycling. I mean, that was very important. Like, wh- who thought that was a great hero shot at the end? It's a metaphor for the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just bringing in this pile of garbage, guys. Yeah, just taking this pile of garbage <laughs> as far as I can, and uh, I'm just gonna drop it here. Exactly. That's a that's a great point. I'm surprised he wasn't like, hey, uh, I have all these Amazon packages out here, honey. Oh my what god! Yeah, deal. right. Is, is this two-day shipping, honey? 
<laughs> he should have picked up the the Amazon boxes outside and yeah. they're like, oh, I think you left these outside. Is this your new uh, Echo Dot? <laughs> <laughs> what a great company. I, I love this company. <laughs> like uh, Arrested Development, they're, they're yeah. blatant product placement at some Go buy us some uh, uh, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we uh, we covered a lot of ground, Hans. We did, and uh, it was good. It was good ground. Mm-hmm. It was cathartic ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Hans and I, of course, had fun, and uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Definitely, and uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button uh, to After Five. That way, you can be notified whenever we have a new episode up. If you could also leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice, uh, that would be awesome. Also, if you have feedback that you're not so comfortable leaving a review for, you can also just email us directly at after five. That's the number five pod at gmail.com. So, yeah, you can always uh, leave us an email there and uh, we'll check it out. Definitely. It's a safe space there and we would love to hear from you. (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, we will be back as soon as humanly possible. So please stay tuned for the next episode. And in the meantime, take care, stay safe, and, uh, you know, keep watching those movies and playing those video games. We sure will. That's, right. That's for sure. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.